down in twos. <laughs> nah, we do. Baby, read. Athletes only care about money. They don't care about winning. I, I've lived it for 15 years. I think maybe you're talking about 10%. I think you're talking about 20%. I think that those guys stand out so much. Think, and I could name them. I could name, I'm not going to name them. I could name them. I know which guys don't give a fuck about winning. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Ball Street Journal podcast. On today's episode, we are going to be reviewing the Toronto Raptors offseason. The Raptors last year finished as the number five seed in the Eastern Conference with a record of 48 and 34. They then in the playoffs, they lost in the first round to the 76ers four games to two. It was actually a series that was maybe closer than what the uh, it was a four four games to two series, but the Raptors actually went down 3-0. And then they won a game in Toronto. They Everyone thought Philly was going to close it home in game five. The Raptors surprisingly won that game. And it was looking a little little shaky for the 76ers there, just given the history with Doc Rivers and blown leads, James Harden. And so the series, was, the Sixers ultimately closed them out in game six at home. Um, sorry, on the road. And the Raptors then went into the offseason. I, you know, a couple of notes from that series. Scotty Barnes missed some games. He was hurt. And the Raptors were just very thin. Ultimately, they didn't have enough players. And game three, that was the turning point of that series. Uh, the 76ers were down two at the end of the game. And then Joel Embiid just caught a pass with uh, less than a second left. Turnaround three. I mean, that, that was just one of the great games Embiid played last year. And, um, you know, that series then made it 3-0. It could have easily been 2-1 uh, if Embiid doesn't make that shot. And so, you know, the Raptors then went into the offseason. And let's look at some of the moves they made. So the players that they added in the offseason, they gave Brown. He was an undrafted rookie. They signed Ron Harper, who was also undrafted. Juancho Hernan Gomez, or also known as Bo Cruz now, after Hustle. Josh Jackson was signed. Christian Coloco was drafted with the 33rd pick in the draft. DJ Wilson signed a contract as a free agent. And then their big free agency pickup was Otto Porter with the mid-level exception. They players that they lost, they lost Isaac Bonga to free agency. They lost Armani Brooks. They lost David Johnson. Svi Mikhailov, who signed with the Knicks. And Utah Watanabe, who signed with the Nets. I thought that was actually an underrated pickup for the Nets. Who did they re-sign? They signed Chris Boucher. I thought that was a good deal for them. They signed Thaddeus Young. And they also signed Justin Champagne. So the Raptors, you know, I think really the thing with them is every year you look at them and you think that they have this talented team. They always have the, it starts at the top with uh, Masai as their GM or president of basketball operations. They have Justin Bobby Webster, who is one of the underrated GMs in the league. And so that's another person that they always um, can count on. And then their coach, Nick Nurse, a former coach of the year, one of the well-heralded coaches in this league. And so the Raptors, if you look at, go through their depth chart. So their starting lineup, you would think it's Fred Van Vliet, Van Vliet at point guard, Gary Trent Jr. as their shooting guard, and then you have OG Ananobi and Scotty Barnes as the wings, and then Pascal Siakam as a center. You know, he's probably more of a small ball five, but on this team, I think they might have to just go ahead and start him. Coming off the bench, you'll have Otto Porter. They have Malachi Flynn, who uh, the Raptors are high on. Chris Boucher, again, if they don't want to play um, 
Pascal Siakam as their starting center, they could always start Boucher. And then Precious Achua, who can also come in as a, a starting center if needed. And then they also have Kem Birch, um, just kind of for extra depth. And let's not forget Thaddeus Young. Um, so the Raptors run about 10, 11 deep. And, you know, Messiah always does a great job of building depth. He uh, builds a versatile team. And so that's always going to be uh, the Raptors' MO. They're going to have these wings, guys that, wear, you know, they're like 6'7 to 6'10 with long wingspans. And the Raptors always do a great job of finding those guys. I think the question with the Raptors are, is it, are they going to be able to make that leap, right? So the Raptors, after they won the title in 2019, they lost Kawhi. They didn't just go ahead and tank. They actually defended their title pretty well. Um, you know, they were the number three seed going into that playoffs in the bubble. Um, and I think if they, they were actually on a winning streak prior to the shutdown. And, you know, if the, they could have actually been the number two seed if it wasn't for that shutdown. Um, and could have, and they defended their title valiantly that year after losing Kawhi. They didn't just give up. They, they stuck it out. And I thought that was one of the more impressive efforts by them. In the following year, you know, into the 2020 offseason, they, again, 2020-2021, they ran it back. They didn't have as great of a year that year, um, but they lost Kyle Lowry in the 2021 offseason, and then they started trading Norm Powell. So slowly the the team uh, from the finals team was getting broken up, and that's what happens when the superstar player leaves. But I do think that there's hope here for the, the Raptors, they also do have their picks moving forward. They have these young guys. I mean, they probably have one of the most valuable trade assets in the league. And Scotty Barnes, if there was a trade value rankings, I think Scotty Barnes would be in the top 10. He came up in the Kevin Durant trade rumors. Uh, but ultimately, I think we heard that he was never going to be involved or included in the, in a, even in a deal for KD, just given that coming off a of rookie of the year and where this league is trending with uh, long, versatile wing, wings. And that's what Scotty Barnes is. Um, but they do have other trade chips. I think Fred Van Vliet would draw interest. Pascal Siakam would definitely draw interest. OG Ananobi. These guys are all on good contracts as well. So they really have the, the ability to make a deal for the next superstar that's unhappy and pair him with Scotty Barnes. And so the Raptors, it's always going to be that question with them. They have all these talented players. Are they? Do they just want to be a middling, kind of middle of the Eastern Conference team? Or are they going to package some of these players and picks to get um, a superstar to pair with Scotty Barnes. And we've, we know Masai can make these moves. He's not scared to make these moves. He believes in his team. He believes in Toronto as a selling factor. And, you know, that's going to be what's really going to be uh, interesting to see what kind of path the Raptors choose moving forward. Otherwise, you know, that that's kind of it for the Raptors. Um, they're always, they're never going to be a bad team. But they, it's, they're, they're never going to, like, you know, draw interest for, like, this is a contender in the Eastern Conference either, unless they make a move. That's it for this pod. Till next time. Bye. I want to thank our producer, Sandeep. Without him, this podcast would not be possible. If you want to get the latest news on the podcast and to support us, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BSJPod. And check out our website at www.bsjpod.com. Thanks for tuning in.